You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, Your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why. And how today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today on the show, our friend Rachel Hopmeyer. She was in Milwaukee for game three of the NBA Finals. We're going to talk some fan stuff with her, talk a little Packers, do a little bit of everything. Uh, She is great, and I am glad to have her back on the program. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. And... We're going to start with Aaron Rodgers for a number of reasons, but not the least of which is uh, he was out doing stuff. (laughs) He had the match, which we talked a little bit about last week, and and he was, you know, noncommittal about that. And then he went over to the American Century Championship uh, in uh, Lake Tahoe over the weekend played a little bit more golf. And there was, you know, stupid headlines like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, could he go play golf? But he was asked about his future, and as he has the last couple times that he's been interviewed, he, with a smile on his face, a sort of knowing smile, said, you know, you know I'm going to finish this week out and then get back to working out and then figure things out in a couple weeks. Figure things out in a couple weeks. I'm not going to go down the path I'm trying to parse the language. I'm not going to go down the path of trying to play body language doctor here. Over and over and over and over and over, he's been given opportunities to say, huh, I just think this is time. This has run its course. And he's not going to give some sort of heavy, deep and real uh, answer to, you know, the the sideline reporter at the the ACC he's just not and and you know if Brian Anderson asks him a question during the match he's not going to break news he's more media savvy than that but there have been so many opportunities over the last few weeks the last few months now i mean the the draft was in april it is mid july training camp is in a little over 2 weeks If he were going to take a stand, as some of the reporting suggests he is doing, where is the stand? Because we haven't seen it. Not publicly, not from Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I I was reading the David Halberstam book about Michael Jordan and, and the last dance and all that stuff. And in the Halberstam book, called Playing for Keeps. 
there is a whole section on Scottie Pippen and his trade demands. And he is on a, a championship team, a team that is, by the way, about to win the championship. Obviously, he doesn't know that. And he's going, I'm out. They don't want to give me a contract, and I'm out. I'm out. This is in the 90s, the mid-90s. This is, this is pre-player empowerment. It's not that weird for these guys to act that way, to make these sort of ultimatum-type statements. And, and more often, I would say, with super superstars, super-duper stars, you get the, the Dame Lillard, the leak to Chris Haynes, and, you know, uh, well, uh, and it's a little, the hem and haw. It's not right to the full-throated, I'm out. Which, by the way, we haven't seen from Aaron Rodgers. It's, he's not going to go back there. That was the original. He, he doesn't want to be back. But it seems like over the last few months that that stance has softened such that that was ever the stance. I talked to someone the other day who was like, mm, I think this has all been overblown. This is someone you know with, with, with relationships on the Packers and around the league. And he was just like, yeah, you know. He's, enjoy- he's enjoying the thing, Rodgers is, enjoying everyone talking about it. And come training camp, he's going to be back. That continues to be and has been really my stance this whole time. Now, I, I specifically wanted to start this show there because initially my thought was they're going to rework the deal and Rodgers is going to come back on a multi-year deal and that's the only way we're going to see Aaron Rodgers is on a deal that makes him, that guarantees essentially he's the quarterback for this year and two more years at least after that. I no longer believe that's going to happen. And the reason I no longer believe that's going to happen is because I think the Packers hold all the cards because Aaron Rodgers wants to play. And it's pretty clear at this point that if he wants to play, it's going to be in Green Bay. And so he no longer has the leverage. In, in the offseason, they could have put together a deal. It could have been done. And it wasn't. So now, if you're the Packers, you've already done all the salary cap hoop jumping. You've already sold out on this season because the 2022 salary cap is a dumpster fire. One of the reasons is because Aaron Rodgers purportedly didn't want to do a simple restructure. He wanted a new deal. So they didn't touch his deal and they had to touch everyone else's. That created issues and continues to create issues. And, 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 you know, the Packers are reportedly working on a deal with Devonte Adams his, his cryptic Instagram posts uh, notwithstanding. I think now the most likely solution is Rodgers comes back, plays on this year of his current deal, and is dealt next offseason. The only thing that I think could change that is a Super Bowl title. And then why are you why are you leaving? Why are you asking out? 
Now, th- that's a bridge you cross to when you get there. And maybe if you win the title, you say, look, Aaron, you, you brought us to Super Bowl. And so, okay, now whatever you want to do, if you want to leave, think about how that's going to reflect on you. But if that's what you want to do, go ahead. I think at this point, fans are split enough that the Packers aren't going to budge. Now, if Rodgers says, hey, look, you know, it's water under the bridge. I want to help you with the salary cap. Let's do it. If he's going to, if he's going to acquiesce, yeah, then sure. But look, the Packers are going to enjoy the reps that they get in training camp from Jordan Love. They're going to enjoy those opportunities. There's going to be a joint training camp with the Jets. There's going to be exhibition games. A lot of opportunities to see Jordan Love. And and that is all going to play a factor, of course, in the way that they view the Aaron Rodgers thing long term. But if Rodgers is going to, it's going to take this tact. You know, and he's he made a lot of, of comments about, oh, you know, I've just, I really liked, you know, we talked about this last week. I've really liked all the things that I've been able to do this offseason and not do, which is to say he hasn't had to do anything football related, at least not for the Packers. There are still plenty of reasons to extend Aaron Rodgers. You, you, you need the cap help in 2022, but only if he's willing to do that. And you know how you can help the cap in 2022. You deal Rodgers. And if you think that Jordan Love can give you 85% of, of what Aaron Rodgers would give you. And by year two of Jordan Love, he's giving you 90% of, of what Aaron Rodgers would give you. Then you're taking Love and the, the horde of picks and players that you can get for Aaron Rodgers. What's interesting is we've heard multiple times this offseason from, from hooked in reporters that, you know, the market for Rodgers is, is sort, of, sort of not what we thought. The teams are not banging down the Packers' door to get him. Now, maybe that is because they know that he's not really available, which is part of the problem for the leverage side of Aaron Rodgers. If they were getting 10 calls a day, everyone wants to give the the Packers the world for Rodgers, then maybe Green Bay would be more interested in saying, okay, let's start a bidding war. It doesn't seem like that's happening. It seems like their firm stance on this has has made other teams wary of even making an offer that has had the exact desired effect that they wanted. And so this is where we stand. And I don't think it's going to change in a couple of weeks, which is exactly why Aaron Rodgers is going to decide to show up to training camp at some point. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. For a limited time, you can get their grasshopper cookie flavor. It is unbelievable. If you can still get it, buy it. Buy it. Otherwise, they have awesome base flavors. Mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream. The German chocolate is also really, really good. And best of all, they're all high in protein, high in fiber, and yet low net carb and low sugar. I don't know how they do it. They taste amazing, all covered in real chocolate. They're easy to chew, not not granuly, not not chalky, not, not difficult to chew. Like you feel like you're going to chew them for six minutes. 
That's not what these bars are. They are the real deal. And guess what? Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. She was in Milwaukee for game three between the Bucks and the Suns. She covers a little bit of everything for NBC26. You can follow her on Twitter at Rachel Hotmayer, H-O-P-M-A-Y-E-R. Rachel, thanks for coming on the show. It is great to be with you. You had a very eventful night. And let's start with that because, you know, Packers fans, Wisconsin sports fans have had a tough go of it over the last few weeks. So this was a reason to celebrate. What was the atmosphere like in Milwaukee for game three? You know, and it's funny you mentioned all of these things because someone over my shoulder earlier said, oh, well, you you know, you got to be on the lookout in case Rodgers comes. And I just thought the the audacity of of Rodgers, 1% owner in the Milwaukee Bucks, to show up would be kind of dazzling, but but a huge PR scandal in all honesty. And then you see Bakhtiari, you know, running the courtside beer drinking fest like he always does and that's exactly what it's all about so you know it was great to see that show of support from the state's professional athletes um the crowd was great it was definitely buzzing i got there at three because i'm early to everything and i wanted to get set up and really take it in this was my first time even experiencing beer district at all and it was definitely buzzing people were super excited to be there just starting to pile into the deer district area from all the other area bars and happy hours and stuff but i mean as soon as you get down there it's very clear that it's game day and then by the time gates open at five o'clock i mean people were practically busting down the fences just to stand in line to get inside um it was really really awesome to see you're absolutely right definitely a nervous crowd at first but i can't blame them these bucks are so unpredictable this postseason so as they started to heat up as we got toward halftime and built that lead um, these fans were obviously screaming their heads off anytime Giannis did anything. I mean, I, we've practically forgotten about that injury at this point. We might as well. But, you know, anytime Bobby Portis does anything at all or his face is on TV, that was just as loud as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just have to ask, how tempted were you to be like, just like one brat and one beer? Like, no one's going to know. Just like nobody's going to know. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, I still haven't had a proper Wisconsin old-fashioned, and an atmosphere like that is definitely Ugh. an atmosphere I would want to do that. I know, I know, a scandal, a scandal. We're going to have to change that um, and, and, and hopefully change that very soon. Uh, maybe maybe Green Bay, maybe for a Packer game tailgate, like in a, on a Sunday that you might not be working is is the better atmosphere for all of that. It is, though, I think a little bit appropriate that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is on on our minds to some degree because Giannis is the, the sort of the superstar that that Wisconsin sports fans are, are needing right now. Sign the Supermax. So he's going to be in Milwaukee and is, is going out and, and playing incredible basketball. He seems to embrace Milwaukee, loves the city, a city that is now showing up in droves for him. I mean, there were there were more people outside the stadium than inside the stadium. I mean, twenty five thousand plus outside. What what is your what is your impression of his impact right now on on the sports culture? Because it seems like right now 
he's he's got a higher approval rating in the state than than Rogers does. Milwaukee rides for Giannis without a doubt. I mean, this is Giannis Antetokounmpo city without a doubt. And you wouldn't be above it to say that this is his state too. You know, the, the Giannis era is such an understatement to call it that, you know, when you look through the chapters of Bucks history, I mean, this is just his team and it's amazing. I talked to so many people who drove in from Bucks fans who flew in from Phoenix, drove in from Chicago, tons of people that were just like, it's just time for us to be here and show that sort of support. I mean, obviously Giannis's jersey is the most popular in any crowd. If you didn't know how to spell that by the end of the night, it'd be very easy to teach your kid tonight. Um, it's just, you know, I think what I love the most is seeing him be so authentically himself especially in these availabilities, you know, I mean, he's the goofball that he is. And it just goes to show that he loves being here. He feels comfortable being himself here and the fans dish it right back. I think people, I think people feel that. And, and you can tell when, when a superstar is not being authentically themselves. I, I love that point. Um, and it, it, they just don't resonate the same way. Those, those kinds of players don't resonate the same way. And, and Giannis does. I do want to turn our attention to the Packers. This is after all a Packers show, but, but I really, <laughs> really appreciate you um, bringing your insight. You were in Milwaukee and I would feel like I would be remiss if, if uh, we didn't talk about that stuff. It's the reason I had you on. Um, but the Absolutely. Packers are, are going to start camp here in a couple weeks. What are the storylines outside of the Rodgers stuff? Obviously, that is going to dominate the headlines when it comes to the Packers. What are the storylines that, that you're following here as we approach the end of July and, and the Packers getting back to work? Obviously, I think something that you know we can't really predict, it's, it's very much a hurry up and wait, is how fast Bakhtiari does recover. I mean, like I said, he chugged beers just fine, and we saw him putting in plenty of work at OTAs. Um, but, but we want to see when he's going to come back. It's probably not going to be the first week. Is it going to be in September, October? What's the situation? And that really impacts so much, obviously. We know that the Packers' O-line is deep, but I'm also interested in seeing who makes the cut there because they drafted so deep there as well. Um, wide receivers, I think, you know, we know Rodgers and who he finds chemistry with, but when we don't have that under center, even though it's an offshoot storyline, you know, who is Jordan Love going to have the most chemistry with? Um, and that really takes shape of, is this going to be as much of a ground game as it was last year? Well, and and, and how do you make uh, roster decisions based on that? If, if you're going to have Aaron Rodgers, exactly. let's just say we have, you know, Aaron Rodgers is under center, but you get most of training camp and exhibitions with Jordan Love. How do you take into consideration who Love has chemistry with? That seems like that's that's a, a difficult thing. I mean, I, I know that we have to, I said, let's separate the Rodgers thing, but you really can't separate Rodgers from almost anything that happens until we know what his future is. Exactly, exactly. And unfortunately, you know, because he was such a linchpin of this team, it's not an easy cut, copy, paste at this position because it, it really impacts their entire scheme. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, there are other things, no matter who the quarterback is, the quarterback needs to be protected. You know, I want to see what moves are made. You know, Elton Jenkins is so flexible. So who really is going to start at center? What do we have at right tackle? All, all sorts of, you know, moves that I'm interested in seeing the puzzle pieces and how they fit. Um, and, and that's got to come with reps. Um, uh, that's just, that's got to be what you're looking at. You know, I, I we can talk highlights and previous experience all we want, but we need to see who's taking these reps day in and day out. 
What stood out to you so far this this spring about what we've seen from these guys, whether it's mini camp, OTAs, um, off season workouts, Rashawn Gary and his videos looking looking just twitched up. I mean, what what has stood out to you so far? <laughs> that that was a good one, Rashawn Gary for sure. Um, you know, thank God that I got to see Jordan Love's best day ever so far because that made me as someone who needs to analyze this team, way more optimistic about his potential. So for me, his ceiling was raised. But I also love seeing A.J. Dillon's growth, and, and maybe those are two basic storylines. But to me right now, those are the winners of most improved this offseason, um, and especially their chemistry together. I know they're buddies, uh, and that makes it better. That's a good thing. You know, you want people to work on that personal and professional chemistry. You mentioned A.J. Dillon's growth. We're, we're not talking about his quads? We can talk about the quads because those are hard to miss. They are they are hard to miss. Uh, you you mentioned that that outstanding day from from Jordan Love. I would love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that because I don't I don't think I've had someone on the show uh, who was there for that other than than some of the players that we've had on since then. So when you saw that, you mentioned that you felt like his ceiling was raised. Was it was it the the consistency in terms of making the the big throws? What what was it that made you go, oh okay, I I get it now. It was, and it's funny. The trolls came after this too when when you know they see the whole beat tweeting about how great it is, um, and what they don't want to believe was it was the eleven on eleven play that I was like, all right, he's here. I don't know how big of an impact he's going to have, but Jordan Love is definitely trying to have his big arrival. Yeah, the consistency was great. I mean, he really couldn't miss for a bit, and it was a great diversity of routes and throws he was being handed. Um, and it's just, he, he really looked like a quarterback that can implement and call a play and, and actually be successful because we just didn't see him do anything last year. And that's not all his fault, obviously. We know how the calendar year panned out, but, you know, it might be a cheesy Instagram in the off season, but you can tell the kid put in the work. Yeah. The consistency, I think, and accuracy was really the most stunning for me. Rachel, this was, this was awesome. I appreciate you taking the time. I know that you are um, very busy right now. It's only going to, it's only going to get worse because uh, the Packers are going to start practicing it again very soon. And that means you're going to have a lot more stuff to cover. Uh, But I do appreciate you making some time and coming on. I'll always make time for Locked on Packers. All right. I want to thank Rachel again for joining the show. Awesome to talk to her. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto makes it easy to buy car parts. Trust me, this is is not an easy process. No one wants to deal with that, especially because you don't know what fair market value for a bumper is, or you probably don't. I certainly don't. But you could end up paying 30, 50, even 100% more for the same part at a chain store or car dealership, and you wouldn't even know you were getting ripped off. Rock Auto would never do that to you. This is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Uh, And uh, we've got uh, training camp coming up. So a lot more to talk about 
as we get closer, uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation was uh, trolled at the ESPYs. And again, Rodgers is, is loving this. He's loving it. Uh, I want to get some more interviews in before we get to uh, training camp. So we're going to do that. If you have a favorite media person that, that you want me to talk to, uh, let me know. Let me know because uh, you know I'm always I'm always interested in, in having some some good people on. I always try and have good people on, and Rachel is good people, so uh, was was glad to get that done. Uh, a lot more to come this week and beyond. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up in the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.